like it's Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports show. Papa Dude, we're going one state to the north today. We are going to cover the Iowa Festival of Racing. I know you're excited about it. I'm excited about it as well. Are you ready to do this? Oh, yeah. This is one of my favorite tracks. I haven't got to go up there in a while. Love going up to Des Moines. Uh, Very nice city. Uh, Prairie Meadows, great track. Uh, The atmosphere i mean it's it's really a cool place there's not a lot of people there but there's enough to make it fun and uh yeah i love going up there it's a it's a kind of an underrated uh track yeah i know it definitely is for sure we've been up there a lot we've had a lot of fun up there before obviously my horse is up there as well so going to see him not run but uh, go see him in the barns today and yeah i mean nick's go he won this corn husker just not, not too long ago a couple of years ago and went on to win the breeders cup classic and that's uh, fort larned is another horse that did that yeah. as well won the corn husker went on to win the breeders cup classic so it can happen this has been a big race in the past up there the corn husker of course the iowa derby Always has a pretty good field as well. So I thought overall, before we get going, I thought this year it drew exceptionally well. I thought they did very good to put these fields together. Yeah, the Iba Derby has 14 horses in it, which is a bunch. So, yeah, they they did draw well. Um, Let's see. What's the Oaks? They got, you know, the fields are good and strong. And uh, a couple of tough ones to pick. I'll tell you, it's a really good – two days of racing and uh i wish i was going to be there well i will be there so that's the good news if you're going uh, to iowa this weekend by chance i will be there so find me stop in and say hi there won't be you know like I said papa dude says there won't be that many people no, there so okay. you'll be able to find me easily if you're going all right let's get to it let's get right on to it so what we're going to do uh we're going to do three in-depth races we're going to do the corn husker the Iowa Derby and Iowa Oaks in depth, and then we'll rapid fire the other five races of the festival. So we'll start off with the Cornhusker. Uh, that is the, the the big one on the card here. The Cornhusker Handicap Grade Three event, obviously. Here I'm going a mile and in a three hundred thousand dollar purse. Like I said, Nick's go Fort Larned, two of the horses that have won uh, the Breeders' Cup Classic did also win the Cornhusker Field of Ten this year. Your favorite is Skippy Longstocking, the five. All right, Papa Dude, let's let's talk. Who do, who do you like here in the Cornhusker? Well, I think they've drawn a very good field. Uh, I think they should be proud of what they what they drew for this. It is a three hundred thousand dollar race. For older horses, so that's a good purse, and uh, I think the field is really strong. A uh, local favorite in here, and of course, the horse I'm sure you're going to see, and the one we're all pulling for around here because of the trainer connection. Uh, and Iowa bred number 10, eight, ain't life grand. He's going to be the local favorite in this one, and deservedly so. But there are some shooters in here that are going to be tough to deal with beginning with number five uh skippy longstocking who we've all heard of who has been in big time races hang on just a second <laughs> yeah okay then in some big time races um hard 
to bet against him, mm-hmm. you know. And we were talking uh, on the fourth uh, when you were over here. Uh, we felt good about eight life grand till we saw the field, yeah. you know. And it's, he's going to have to bring his best. If he does, I think he can win. So I've got Skippy Longstocking on top because of the races that he's been in. You know, he's just raced in a bunch of really good races. And he's running pretty well right now. So I think he's going to be very tough to beat. I I, I just, I, I, I'm, a, I'm afraid of him. There's others in here too, though. Frosted Grace, you know, that's a solid horse. Warrant, another hard knocker that's been in a bunch of big-time races. This is a very good field. And the corners usually does draw pretty well. So are you going to put eight life grand on top? Yeah, I did put Ain't Life Grand on top. Uh, you talk about Skippy Longstocking. I, and I said in the preview of this that you can go watch at uh, racingnews.com's YouTube page. I said, look, it, it depends on which Skippy Longstocking yeah. shows up, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the one that won the Harlan's Holiday, probably the one that won the Challenger at Tampa, would win, will win the race. I, I mean, I think he's a little bit more talented than Ain't Life Grand. I think he can get away from him. The one that ran in the Ben Ali, no. <laughs> and they're going to beat a few of these. Won't we even hit the board? Uh, the one in that the, we saw in even the Pegasus World Cup, no. They're not going to win a race like this. So the one thing I liked about Skippy towards the end of last year until the Pennsylvania Derby, he really had started to become pretty consistent. We kind of knew what we were going to get out of him. Now it's like hit or miss. It's a really good race or a race where he struggles. So I didn't go with him on top. I, I ended up not going with Skippy on top. I, I might use him. Um, probably not. I'll probably just try to play around him a little bit here, try to get him beat. Is he the most likely winner? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, to me, he's just too much hit or miss. So I, I, I'm not a big fan of Skippy Longstocking in this spot. I'm most worried about the number three. Call me fast. I am. I am terrified of this one. This is a horse that ran second to to rattle and roll two straight races uh, and only got beat a length and a quarter both times. I think he's awfully good. I see a lot of speed in here. I think this horse can kind of set off the pace and make a big run. That's what he's done the last two races. Um, I'm pretty scared of him. I I think he could be a problem uh, in this spot here. What did you think of call me fast? Uh, Definitely. I forgot to mention him. Yeah, this horse is a definite threat. There's a bunch of them, and he is capable of just setting off the pace. Last two races have been great, you know. No uh, embarrassment losing to rattle and roll. Um, yeah, this is he's he's going to be hard to beat. Um, are you? I'm a little concerned. You know, eight life grand. The thing, yeah. You know, sometimes he sets a little, maybe too far off the pace. Can he go chase these down? You know, yeah. that's a, a kind of a, a concern. We've all, you know, you and I have seen this horse either live or uh, on film afterwards. Every race, he's extremely impressive. Mm-hmm. He looks the part. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an Iowa bred, but this horse is really good. Uh, so we're all pulling for him. He won the Iowa Derby last year. Uh, he runs extremely well. He's seven for nine at this track. He owns this track. Uh, Kelly Von Hemmel is a legend. Up uh, The trainer is a legend in Iowa. He's never won the Cornhusker. Mm-hmm. 
it's all set, setting up for a very emotional type thing if he can get it. But we all know that horse racing doesn't care about <laughs> emotions. And the other thing about Skippy Longstocking, if you've noticed, he's kind of he's kind of on the every other race thing. He wins. He does bad in the next one. He wins, does bad in the next one. He wins, does bad in the next one. Well, this race is where he's supposed to win, if you believe that. Yeah. So I'm with you. I am pulling so hard for Ain't Life Grant. I love the horse. I think he's a beauty. But there are some quality horses he's going to have to beat. I mean, don't you think Warrant might bring a good race to this too? I never can get Warrant right. Uh, yeah, is the answer to that for sure. But, you know, he's kind of up and down, up and down. I, I never really know uh, what he's going to do from one race to the next. So we'll see. I, yes, for sure. A hundred percent. He could bring a big one. It's, it's Brad Cox coming into Prairie Meadows. He could run very well. You know, as far as Ain't Life Grand, a few of the things that he really has going for them, he has beaten open company before. Yes. Um, he did it at this track at the Iowa Derby last mm -hmm. year, and he did it fairly easily there. Um, he also won the Lake of Wachita Stakes at Oakland Park on May 5th, and he beat Frosted Grace, uh, a horse that's in this race, and he yes. also beat Mr. Wireless, a horse that's very good as well uh, in those types of spots. Um, you know, came over here uh, at Prairie Meadows last time out and absolutely killed in the Jim Rasmussen, which is a local prep for this one. Of course, much tougher company this time around. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I think the three, the five, those are two horses to be a little bit worried about. I think ain't life grand is better than the rest of the field other than those two. And he may be better than all of them, but I think those are the two that really I question. Um, right. Like I said, I'm, I'm more nervous at call me fast. I, I just think he's, he looks really good and he's been keeping very good company. Right. Um, one thing about it, you, you kind of look at ain't life grand. You look at his, his speed figures. Um, he seems to be on the improve, man. He, he yep. is the last two races back to back 100 buyers. He got great time form numbers as well. Um, they've got him right in the stretch out mm -hmm. now to a mile and an eighth. It's not going to hurt him one bit. Mm -mm. Um, I, well, he's in good shape coming into this. One. Right. And anytime you can win a stakes or a race at Oakland, you're legit. Mm -hmm. And he did. And he ran and he, and, and he won it fairly easy. I always think when I think of Iowa and, and, and this, uh, the draw that usually goes there, I think you're getting the B team of this class most times yeah yeah you're not getting your a teamers here yeah so if he was racing up against the best of the older horses you know maybe not but this is the b team and the b team for a reason they're not quite as good as the other that's why i give him a very good chance to win this i think he's belongs in this category we're going to find out well i i think in a way he's kind of proven he belongs, you know, based on that race at Oakland. I, I think he had an incredible last year um, and the Iowa Derby was such a big win, but his other races that he won were Iowa bred events. Wow. So he did kind of have some question marks. He came back. He did not run very well in his first race, but they didn't quite have him ready to go. They thought they did, but they, you know, they didn't. When he won that race at Oakland, that kind of, you're right. It was kind of like, okay, he's, he is serious. We kind of knew he was. I mean, he went to the Travers, so you know he's serious. But it's like, you don't know how they're going to come back year after year and and, and for that four-year-old season. And he looked really good. And the one advantage he's got, 
he's really darn good at this track. Right? Yes. Yes. He's been fantastic. So he's at home he uh, is. where these horses are coming in from other places. Uh, you know, that, and that doesn't always matter, but that's, no. that's not just, but you know what, Aaron, we've watched this over the years. Mm-hmm. The big time shippers don't run well up there as a, as a rule. Yeah. I know Nick's go one, but Nick's yeah. go ain't these horses. Yeah. And a, a lot, lot of, of times, do I? Sorry. A lot of times I was going to jump in real quick. A lot of times it's the, it's like the secondary shippers, right? Yes. Like a call me fast that Absolutely. win these races and not the skippy long stockings. Absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. That's exactly what I was getting at. We, we okay. see this a lot having followed this for several years now, you know, skippy long stocking is, I guess, probably we could say the most well-known horse of this bunch. Mm-hmm. A lot of the reason is because of his name. You know, that kind of sticks with you when you hear that name. You don't forget it. Warrant, I would say, is probably next, uh, in my mind anyway. Yeah. A lot of times those type of horses, like Skippy is three to one, they don't run like they're three to one for some reason when they ship up here. So I think to take a shot to beat him is worth worth it. That's for sure. Yep. Nope. I, I agree. And that's why... You know, end of the day, maybe, you know, play Skippy on the pick five. But I, I don't know. I, it kind of just depends on how I make the other decisions, the other races. But I I just I feel like he's the type that's going to win this by a couple or he's going to be off the board. And I, yeah. I just don't trust him totally in here. Like I said, there's a lot of other speed. I think the six, the seven, I think the two can go. The one I think will be sent from the rail mm-hmm. if it gets hot it kind of sets up for eight life grand. And it so does. I, it does. I think I, and call me fast. So I think that they're going to be finishing strongly there. Um, yeah. You mentioned it. Iowa bred here with eight life grand already won the Iowa Derby. He's looking to win the corn Husker as an Iowa bred as well. So pretty amazing story. Like you said, if it happens, by the way, only two horses, well, he would, excuse me, only one horse has uh, ever won the Iowa Derby and the corn Husker prayer for relief. The old Zayat stables. Wow. Horse came up and won the Iowa Derby. And I think won the Cornhusker a couple of years after the Iowa Derby, not yeah. back-to-back years. So, yeah. It doesn't I, happen. And there sure has never been an Iowa bred to it. No, no. Uh, and I, I don't know for a fact that an Iowa bred um, has uh, – I don't think an Iowa bred has won the Cornhusker overall. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I think it was not back-to-back. So this would be the first ever uh, to win it back-to-back years, Iowa Derby and the Cornhusker. By the way, RPM Thoroughbreds, Ray and Peggy Shattuck, uh, Iowa people as well. Uh, They live right there in Iowa, and they've had Iowa breads for years with Kelly. So that just adds to the kind of the feel-good story of 8 Life Grand. And listen, no matter what happens, it's still a very good story because he already won the Iowa Derby. He's coming back for more here. So we'll see he can do it. All right. You're going Skippy long stocking. I'm going to go with ain't life grand. Let's go. Uh, let's see, where are we at here? Let's go one race later. Let's go race nine on the card. I can't even fit this on the screen. 14 horses in this year's <laughs> Iowa, Iowa Derby. Like I said, it's going to be race nine on Saturday, uh, $250,000 purse mile and a 16th field of 14. Papa dude, where do you even start with this? Oh, race? I, I could just draw out of a hat for sure. Yeah, it's this crazy. It's tough, mm-hmm. really tough. They usually have what seven or eight in this. Usually, uh, I don't ever recall them having more than ten. 
I, I can't ever remember any race at Prairie Meadows drawing 14, to be completely honest. Oh, no, no. Yeah. But in the Iowa Derby, it's usually eight or nine that are in it, you know, and to have 14, uh, are there some of them I don't think belong in this, but they're there. Um, I looked at um, three. There's tons of speed in this one. Mm -hmm. Lots of speed. The one, the three, the six, the eight, the nine, 11. I think they're all going to, going to go. And so the one I like the best, I'm going it, it, to, it's the favorite is Ian Clover with Cox and Santana. Um, it's been running pretty well. Uh, won a stakes race at Oakland in April, went to Lone Star in the Texas Derby and finished third, but it was only by a half a link length. Mm -hmm. He was, he was right there to win that. Uh, three out of five, probably the class of the field, I think. Um, stuck right there in the middle at eight. I don't think that's going to be a problem with him. Uh, he also can stalk the pace as well, but he likes to get out on that lead, and he, he can hold the lead when he gets out there most of the time. So I like him the best. Uh, I took a look at the six, uh, Bo Cruz. Mm-hmm. I think he's an interesting uh, one to look at as well. Um, coming off a grade three, pretty decent effort at Ellis, finishing third in the Matt win, losing to, oh, yeah, a couple of pretty good horses, Disarm and Verifying, which are pretty solid uh, horses. So I think he's a threat as well. And then I went all the way to, out to the 12 West Coast Cowboy, uh, coming off a solid allowance race at Gulfstream. Um, I've got him kind of thrown in there as well. It's kind of a long shot. Um, I really didn't see anything else. Uh, Ray's Kane is in there. He was in the Derby. It's probably why he's four to one. I don't see any reason, though, to give him a whole lot of thought. He has run in, a, in, in better races than this, but I don't, he, you know, he could rise up, I guess, but. I wouldn't spend a lot of money on him. So I, I, I'm going to go with the favorite, Ian Clover. I, I think it's a good pick. I just can't quite get there with him on top. I, uh, the, the race that really bothers me is uh, down in the Texas Derby. He just, ugh. So he had a chance? I, yeah, I thought he should have won that race. Let's and you know, he got me by Hayes' strike and Harlow Cap. I'm not high on either one of those. No, I, that bothered me too. He did run well in the hot springs at Oakland. Give him a lot of credit for that one. That was a good race. Uh, he went up to the Gotham and, and tried his butt off. He just mm -hmm. got caught up in that speed duel, and that happens sometimes. Um, I, I just couldn't get there with him. I, I just couldn't. So, Well, this uh, is a tough race. I mean, if you yeah. want to bet against a favorite, it'd be this one. You know, he's yeah. not a solid favorite. For sure. Uh, you're right. With 14 horses, holy cow, does this look like a lot of speed? And not only it's 14 horses, but there are horses that can go legitimately yeah. early. The one, the three, I think, will go out. The mm -hmm. eight will go out. Six, Bo Cruz going to go out. Nine, I think, goes out to the front. That's a lot of speed in this race. Yes. And so that kind of has it in question for me as well. I'm looking for a closer, but the problem is then you start looking at the closers, okay? I know. How did he do that? The four horse closer, but yuck. He hasn't Not been very good. <laughs> Dennington. I, I, he's 12 to one. It's a spot where 
you could see McPeak winning, but oh, I, I can't do it. You know, Reigns, well, Kane. Yeah. Ugh. But you look, you look at a horse like Dennington. Okay, yeah, he's a closer, but you, what is he closed to? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. He did win one race closing, and that was an allowance race at the fairgrounds. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, you call this closing? Finish 10th, 4th, 3rd, 5th? No. Yeah. So I, I, that's something you got to look at too, right? Yeah, I I, yeah, I do. I do for sure. <laughs> so I didn't want to pick any of those horses. So I know. Like, okay, what speed horse can sit off the pace? Right. Right. And that's, that's kind of where I ended up like, okay, what horse has speed, mm-hmm. but doesn't have to have the lead. Who's not headstrong for the lead. Mm-hmm. Okay. I and Clover, I, I think is definitely one for sure. Yep. I think the 12 West coast cowboy is another one. I, I don't well, think he needs kind of what I was looking at on him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I think he's probably best on the lead, but I don't think he needs it. So he was one that I I was looking at as well. Um, You know, for me, the other angle then became, okay, who's drawn inside? Maybe they get the jump on everybody. I mean, one in Vermilion, but I don't know that I can trust that horse. I went round and round and round. I know. I ended up on the six bow cruise. I, I just feel like, I watch his races. I feel like he's been on the lead because he's just fast, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem to be that aggressive of a horse. Uh, he, You look at his fairgrounds race where he, he broke kind of poorly and he was off the pace. He came closing, right? Um, so you could, you could see there, okay, he passed horses. Then the next race, he's just faster than everybody, everybody else. Next race, mm-hmm. same thing. Next race, same thing. I don't really think he needs a lead. I think he can sit off of it and pounce. I'm going to go Bo Cruz here because I think he can get the stocking position and maybe pounce at the right time and get it done. So um, now that being said, we got to talk about the, the lone Iowa bred in this race, big Luke. He is a horse that could come from out of it. Mm -hmm. Is he good enough? He's getting a big time test after facing Iowa breads uh, for the last uh, couple of races. So what were your thoughts on big Luke? Well, you just nailed him. Mm-hmm. Can't is he ready to step up against uh, open company, right? And take the next step. Mm-hmm. He has been very impressive. You don't after count, Kelby. Go ahead. Sorry. Do what? I said he's the lone Iowa bred. Warren L is also an Iowa. Oh, okay. I was wrong. I don't count uh, him. Come on. But Prairie Meadows, I mean, he's been real good up there this year. Yeah. One by seven in a prep race, I guess, for this. Uh, he's just the type of the horse that's got to prove it to me first. Mm-hmm. But you know, ain't life grand did it last year? Yeah, it's similar. Yeah. It's similar. Is this this horse as good as ain't life grand? We don't know yet. You, so you, it's not a bad bet to throw him in there for sure. I think he's got a chance because of the pace situation. And look, yeah. the, I think the big deal with him. 
I would love to have and and listen, I you know, Kelby's here listening and his dad has told me he thinks big big Luke and Kelby's told me as well is going to be better going two turns. They they thought, "Hey, if they're going to beat him, it might be the 6 furlong race because I think he's better going two turns." Well, he won by 7 and 3 quarters. Yeah, they you know? didn't beat him. He is kind of a monster. He got a 90 buyer for that race. So Oh yeah. He's that night th- that night when he switches leads, it was over. I mean, it he, was dusted him you would have loved this not to be his first stretch out you'd love for this this is a second race going long you know mm-hmm. so then you kind of have another data point on him i don't think he's crazy and, and, and kelby mentioned warren l uh the other iowa bread that i i'd forgotten about all the way in the 14 hole well warren l did win the open company prairie mile last time out big luke beat warren l the first race of the season up at prairie meadows so you know i mean it definitely does show you this horse is pretty good, and and a horse that he beat pretty easily did win the open bread uh, or the open stakes. There was a prep for this, so I think Big Luke makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, other than than Iron Clover and, and and Bo Cruz, maybe the one one in Vermillion. The more I look at that horse, mm-hmm. and pretty he probably shouldn't be ten to one. Um, Big Luke is as good as the rest of them, I think. Yeah. So if he gets everything going and he runs great and he is better at the two turns like they think he's going to be, he's worth a shot at 15 to one. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I don't think you should uh, completely toss him. Um, Cause the way I look at it, a lot of these shippers, you know, they have kind of, they've been in bigger races. They've kind of proven who they are and they're not great, but they're not bad either. Right. Well, no. A lot of these other ones, like, you know, I think Big Luke's better than like I if he finishes like tenth, I would be surprised. I think he finishes middle of the field at least. Oh, at least. I think he's going to run very good. Listen, Kelly, it, it, he's he's the nicest guy in the world, but he also is very quiet about his horses. And uh, I talked to him before uh, before uh, Big Luke ran last time out. And he's like, look, he's the best horse. He just has to go out there and do it. He doesn't say that very often. You know, mm-hmm. he usually will just say, hey, we're going to have to get lucky or he's going to have to run well, whatever. He's like, hey, no, he's the best. So he's he's not going to say that on Saturday, you know, but at the same time, he doesn't just enter him to enter him. So I, I think he's got a little bit of a shot. But mm-hmm. all right, we can't talk about this all day. I'm going to go number six, Bo Cruz on top. You're going number eight, Ian Clover in a i mean one of the best as far as betting goes maybe maybe it doesn't have like the studs in it but as far as the best like betting goes one of the best mm-hmm. iowa derbies i can remember so oh, it's a good one all right let's go back one more we're going to go in depth for one more race it is the iowa oaks uh this will be race seven on the card on saturday it's a grade three event here for the phillies going uh one and one sixteenth miles two hundred twenty five thousand dollars uh the purse here so uh definitely uh, a nice purse Shorter field. This is more what you're kind of used to for these races, a field of seven. And by the way, before we go on, you got to say hello to Mike Samich. He's on vacation in Hawaii, but he's watching hmm. Bet Sports. So thank All you right. for coming on, and we miss you. All right, go on. Who do you like in the Iowa Oaks? Well, I struggled with this one, did you? Um, I kind of like a little bit of a price. Okay. But I... I think it's a tricky race. Yeah, me too. I settled on the three, Crypto Mo. And I don't, yeah, I I just, I don't think there's anything great in here. 
The horse has been running fantastic at Prairie. And, you know, coming off two wins, one they won by 17 links. So I'm going to go out of five to one get horse here, uh, kind of a local horse um, in Crypto Mo. There's a Kentucky bred. Um, I, 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 I'm going to go a shot because I don't really like the favorites all that much. Mm -hmm. uh, I looked at the two. I looked at the one. And I looked at the seven. Um, I don't think I would bet that two at five to two. I don't think it should be five to two. It has one two straight. Uh, let's see. Where did he win at? He, two straight, or she won at the Gulfstream. Won on an allowance. Um, so I'm going to go with Crypto Mo uh, to get out and get them. Uh, Peacock Glass, the seven, is kind of interesting also. So I'm, I'm really interested to see where you went. Well, it looks like everybody sold my thunder, and that's probably oh. <laughs> bad because it's not going to be the price we want. Uh, you know, Michael likes the seven. Kevin B likes the seven. I like seven, Peacock Glass. I, I think this is an interesting horse here, stretching out a little bit further in distance. We talk about it, you know, sometimes the shippers that aren't like those main ones, yeah. but but kind of that second string, so to, so to speak, for the shippers, end up winning these races. I think Peacock Glass fits that bill quite well. You know, honestly, six to one on the morning line. I we may. I don't think this horse is gonna be favored or anything like that. No, I, I, but we may be like four to one. But I think the stretch out's really gonna help this horse. Uh, I, I like the connections quite a bit. Santana coming in to ride this weekend and gets them out on this one. Um, I just think the horse is gonna show up with a better race than what we've seen out of her. Um, and look, I I look at this and it's like there's not a lot of speed. It's a short field. I think she could go out there and take this field gate to wire, or at least stock maybe your horse, the three, mm -hmm. and uh, and take over. So I do like the number seven peacock lasts quite a bit in this spot. Uh, the favorite, the number two horse, Imanra, if I could say it right, Imanra. Um, two straight wins coming at Gulfstream Park, coming up here for a Safi. Well, the horse could probably come up here and run okay. I just I was going to take a shot uh, with this yeah. one. So I've got three non-favorites picked here. Uh, give me number seven, Peacock Glass. Any any other thoughts on this one? I love the trainer. I've I've bet him some at yep. Oakland, mm -hmm. and he wins these kind of races sometimes. I think he's a really good trainer. He's got Santana. Uh, the reason I stayed off of him, even though he's running better, these are better races. He just hasn't won much, but he's ran in better stuff than some of these others have. You know, he's been in a couple of high allowances, uh, one at uh, Keeneland and one at Churchill. They ran in a $225,000 stakes mm -hmm. at Churchill, and that was on the turf. They got him back on the dirt, and he finished third, sixth, and third. That's not awful. It's not great, but those races are a lot better than what this is. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a solid choice. Yeah, I, I think Rudy Brissett, you know, think about him, that you kind of – you kind of got to realize that sometimes he'll have some horses that aren't the best because he kind of gets like the second team yep. for some of those really good barns. So sometimes he'll get one that's a little bit of a project. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what he can do with them. But other times he will, he will sneak in and get a really good one that they kind of maybe made a mistake with or this or that. So yeah, I, I like Rudy a lot as well. I think he's very solid. I like I said, probably going to be like three to one, four to one because everybody seems to like this horse. But what is it going to see? Who's the sire is also yeah american I mean, that's, 
So that'll mean something. He will take money for sure. Yeah. Um, All right, let's go. We're going to rapid fire through the other five stakes that are going to be happening at Prairie Meadows this weekend. Uh, We wanted to go in depth for the, uh, for the three there of the three big ones, and then we'll rapid fire these other ones. So let's go now uh, to the Prairie Gold Juvenile. This is going to be race six on Saturday. Field of six lines up here, $100,000 purse, going five and a half furlongs. Like I said, for the two-year-olds, uh, Papa Dude, I, I tend to like one here a little bit, but I want to get your thoughts here. Who do you like? Uh, this, this, you know, for me, these are the hardest. I know you hate these. Yeah, I hate these. They haven't run much. They all are just alike for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the favorite did not run well last time, but it was on turf, and that's uh, number four, Reaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, broke his maiden one by five at Gulfstream. Then they put the horse on turf in a stakes race, and that was a disaster. So they're coming back to dirt. They're shipping him up here for a reason. Torres is on him. It's hard to, for me to bet against Torres. He's, he's really uh, running extremely well. Let's see. There's another one here. Uh, no, they're all just alike. <laughs> so I, I like that horse. That's probably the one I like the best. Uh, the five at five to two. They're all the same. There's not much I can say any different about any of them. So I'll go ahead and stick with with uh, Reaper uh, simply because he's got a little bit more experience than some of these other ones. I went Reaper. I, I and, and Michael, we see this card a lot alike, so we're, we might have a good night or a bad night. We'll see. But I, I think Reaper is a logical single. If he gets back to the race he ran on April 21st, which was a right. dirt race, I don't think these horses are good enough to beat him. Now, he did go to the turf, and he ran extremely poor. But you know what? I mean, that happens. Yeah. You know, maybe he's not a turf horse. That Why they tried that? That was uh, a win, and you're in for the Royal Ascot meet. So they thought, Hey, we'll give it a shot. It's ran at our home track. If he wins it, we're going to Ascot. Well, hell that's great. I don't blame them. I I don't think they, you know, probably went into that thinking for sure. He's a turf horse. You know, they did. If they would have thought that they would have debuted him on the turf. So they took a shot there. It didn't work out. He comes back here on the dirt shipping up to Iowa. I, I think he's awfully, awfully tough. If he gets back to that maiden win, I think he kind of rolls the rest of this field. The five does have a local win over the track, so that's good, but I don't think he matches up very well with the four. So the four Reaper on top for me, uh, it'll be a horse that uh, maybe I single, maybe you go too deep, but I think end up singling. All right, let's go to Friday. So those were the four races on Saturday at Prairie Meadows, going to be the big four stakes races, Uh, but it kicks off on Friday. So let's go to Friday here. Uh, and go through the, the the four races on Friday. We're going to rapid fire through these. We'll start with race six. It's the Iowa Distaff going a mile and a sixteenth, hundred thousand dollar purse here for the older fillies or for the for the fillies and mares three year old and upward. Short field. This kind of what we're used to. What do you think about this one? I thought it was a very good field, though. There's it's some a good, good field, but this. a short field. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you're not going to get some prices. That's the problem with short fields. Uh, I'm just going to, since we're rapid firing here, I'm just going to throw throw these out, and then you talk about them. Okay. Uh, I went with the three, Coastal Charm, uh, trained by Steve Hobby, who's always been one of my favorite trainers. This horse, in its five starts this year, has three wins, a third and a fourth. 
And uh, four of those races were at Oaklawn, where he won three times. And then Ellis in the uh, other one, that's pretty good tracks. So I think this horse has got the class to win this. So I've got him on top. Um, and then, no, her. And then I've got Ice Orchid, one of my favorites. Second and Butterbean. So I went three, one, four. Michael Austin, as you were talking, he said, ain't life grand knocked me out last year. Man, if you would have known us last year, maybe you get there. <laughs> uh, Hawks all day says Butterbean. Uh, and yeah, he has a full sister to Butterbean and KBH says as well. Yep. Um, you, you, you look at Butterbean, kind of cool. Ain't life grand coming, uh, coming back to try to win the Cornhusker after winning the Iowa Derby. Butterbean won the Iowa Oaks and she's coming back to win the Iowa Distaff. Obviously kind of not the same, you know, level of prestige but still that's cool that's a cool sure. story she looks awfully tough in here you know she she faced missy into mischief another kbh horse last time out um you know i thought missy into mischief ran great but butterbean just kind of beat her pretty easily i think she'll be really tough i think butterbean will be tough i also i think it's the two logical horses butterbean or ice orchid i think one of the two win that thing uh, you know, you look at Ice Orchid, she's been close at times. She was not good last time out, though. Um, it just kind of gave it away at two to five. So we'll see. She's going to have to recover from that race. I I'll go Butterbean on top, Ice Orchid second. I'm, I, you know, I got a little bit, not fancy, but it took some prices in the in the races. Uh, the first three we talked about, these last two, they look pretty logical to me. So, all right, let's go to race seven, the Iowa Sprint Stakes. Six furlongs here, $100,000 the purse. For this one, be like I said, race seven on Friday. All right, Papa Dude, where are you going on this one? All right, I went with the seven on top, Strobe, mm -hmm. and then uh, the six. How you pronounce that? Albizu, mm -hmm. I guess it is. And then I went with the five, Our Last Chance, and I was Iowa bred has been running pretty well. So I went seven, six, five. Seven six five. Michael said he started watching in August of last year. Oh, one month late. Oh boy, that's <laughs> all right. No big deal. Uh look. Uh, if the seven loses to me, this is extremely disappointing. <laughs> and, and Dennis, I don't think Strobe is as good as what we thought. I, I really don't. However, this is not a tough field. You have to win if you're you struggling. Win if he one. loses this one, it's like, you know, he kind of sucks. And let's forget, let's remember when Nick's go came here in 2021, he everybody was like, Yeah, maybe he's just not as good as we thought. He'd come off that race. Uh, I forget. Oh, the Met Mile. He'd come off that Met Mile and it's like, yeah, maybe he's just not that good. Um, he didn't run very well in the race before. And then he came here and he kind of rehabilitated himself. He did. To me, this is a much lesser degree, but Strobe, I mean, he he has to come out here and win this race. He yep. just has to. Um, if he doesn't, he's no good. And I, I can honestly say that. Now, I will say, the six is extremely interesting to me as well. Albazu. So both the six and the seven, the seven two races back, got beat by Skelly, who's one of the better six furlong horses in the country, by two and a quarter. Albazu got beat by Skelly by a length and a half. That's true. I think it's down to these two. I, I think the six is pretty darn good as well. I, I think the seven should be able to handle him. Look out for the six. I, I think that's a very interesting horse. Diodoro shipping in. I'm a little bit afraid to leave that six off a ticket. Mm -hmm. 
All right, let's move on to the next one here. Race eight on the card. We're back to the two-year-olds here. The Prairie Gold Lassie going five and a half furlongs, $100,000 purse. So the same race uh, as what we talked about on Saturday, only this one's for the Phillies. Field of eight here. I did not think this one was quite as, uh, you know, open and shut here. What about you? What do you think of this race? By the way, back to uh, I, you were talking about Nick's go that year. Yep. And if you'll remember when Nick's go showed up at Iowa, we were doing this very same thing. And we we both said, or I did more than you, had they given up on Nick's go by sending that horse up there. Remember that? Yes, it well, seems to me. Um, I think Ricky may have been with us for some reason. I believe we were. I think we all three were doing that. Yeah, it, it may have been on the rock of the old rocket hour we used to yeah. have. And uh, yeah, it, it, a couple of us not uh, were like, I don't know. And I remember when he entered, I, I thought, oh, he'll never go up there. Yes, he'll scratch him for sure. And then he showed up, and I said, oh, God, he he's either something's the matter with him. And I remember, you know, he won by the length of the stretch. I can't remember the exact margin, but I mean, he made it, made them look foolish. He did. And I text the group and I said, he's going to win the Whitney and he's going to win the Breeders' Cup Classic. And they're yeah. like, I don't know. I was like, it's, a, it's Iowa. I said, he's back. Yeah. Back. He, because when he ran in the Met Mile, he looked like dog shit. Like even before oh, he got passed, he was ahead. And I, I looked at Jared and I said, we are so screwed. He has no chance in this race. None. Yep. He, he looks awful. And when he broke the gate that night, Prairie Meadows, it's like, oh, he's back. And so, yep. you know, it ended up happening. But anyway, go on. I remember watching that and you knew like a hundred yards out of the gate, this race is over. Oh, yeah. You can just see it. Yeah. So yep. you got to give Brad Cox a lot of credit. For sending that horse up there, you know, yeah, and it got the horse going, and it's it's amazing how the light will come on some sometimes in athletes and animals as well, and it, it, it just got that horse rolling. Anyway, uh, this race, and I've got four of them here. You know where I'm going, and that's with the six. Uh, I guess that stands for Texas, right? Mm -hmm. Texas Women for Arts. Mm -hmm. Was Asmussen won by five links last time at uh, Horseshoe, Indiana? Uh, natural progressions to go here and see what they can do in this one. Um, so I've got that horse on top. I also like uh, the seven uh, Kiss. And I like the two Crown Imperial, and you got to throw in the five Caleb's Lady, whose sire was Caleb's Posse. Yep. By the way, this horse has. I don't think should be eight to one. Um, it has been running at Turf Paradise, so that's probably the reason. Rogus Maiden there by five links. And then it's actually been in a stakes race. It was a small one, but did run in a stakes race and finish second. Uh, so I think it's worth a shot at five to one to throw that one in there too. But I got Texas Women for Arts on top. All right. By the way, uh, Kevin B said he was one to nine in the Cornhusker, right? Okay. To to go uh, what I was saying, uh, no, by the way, he was three to five. So it's like, well, that's crazy. How is Nick's go three to five against it? Here was the field. Last judgment, rated our superstar, mm -hmm. tenfold, dinar, 
and modernist. Those were the horses Nick Skill lined up against that night. Yeah. And he was three to five. It yeah. shows you when a horse runs a couple of bad races, how yeah. they jump off. Sure. You can say, well, he was still three to five. He should have been one to a million against That's that right. Um, so this shows you the doubt people had mm -hmm. uh with Nick's go. He was running terrible they, coming into that. Yes, yeah. He had finished fourth in the Saudi Cup and fourth in the Met Mile. And he dropped down, like I said, he went three to five. To, in comparison, and this is why sometimes still betting a favorite is, is not the worst thing, even at three to five. For comparison, he was six to five in his next race, which was the Whitney. Yeah. Against <laughs> Maxfield, who had won a bunch in a row. Silver State, who had had a long winning streak. Mm -hmm. Swiss Skydiver, obviously Philly, and by my standards. So would you rather take him at six to five against those horses or three to five against uh, the, the Cornhusker? Yeah. You know, field? So it's amazing. It shows you how crazy that can be, how yep. crazy the sport can be. Very good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, where are we talking? I like Kiss in this race, the seven. Okay. Uh, running first time for Diodoro here. Broke the maiden last time out at Ellis Park. Kind of respect that maiden win a bit more than the Asmussen maiden at Indiana. But look, I think both of them are are – logical it seems to me like we've got a lot of logical horses friday and a pretty wide open group on saturday yep. so i agree that's, that's where i'm at with him yeah and silver state beat him in the met mile fairly easily um so yeah yeah all right one last one here race nine on the card to round this thing out it's gonna be the sailorville stakes here six furlongs hundred thousand dollar purse for this one field of 12 so you might need to go short in some of these other races because this one is a little bit more wide open let's let's end this thing with the sailorville papa dude who you like this one's really tough i think mm -hmm. i went with the nine on top fire on time okay uh you, Gary, you've got to throw that horse in there. Are you surprised he's six to one? I'm shocked. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that horse should be six to one. It's ran in big time races. Yeah. If he brings what he's got, he should win. Or she brings what she's got. She's the class. Mm -hmm. She should win. Mm -hmm. So I've got nine, 10. Uh, Gunning's another one I like. Has ran well in the past. I got nine, 10, 11. But I could be changed around on those three. I love the 10. I have you, Gary, on top here. I think she's going to be pretty darn tough. I, I, it's the one. I don't get it. Uh, you know, when you, you, you look at her, okay, yeah, bad race last time out. Well, that Let's was that one on the turf. That doesn't even count. No. Uh, two races back was in the Madison. Two, Grade two, one. Two, yeah, the races that before that that were similar to this at Oakland, she won. So yes. I think Brissett has her ready here and has her uh, back in that form. I don't think they're going to beat her. Um, not if she's not if she's right. I don't think we're getting six to one, but I don't think we're getting too bad of a price on her. I I don't well, know. Normally, a horse is six to one. It's not going to get bet down any lower than three to one unless we have scratches, right? Right, which we could in this one, but yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, um, I, I like gunning the eleven horse as well. Uh, you talked about that one. Well, don't you think that horse might take some money too? Should take a little bit of money here. Another one, kind of getting back to where she probably belongs. Uh, and, and, and to that kind of statement, I think the twelve makes a lot of sense as well. Coming off that win at uh, at Lone Star, 
has won four out of five races. Mm-hmm. Me, 11, 12, 10. I don't think you can go wrong with any of those horses. I, I'm I'm against the nine only oh, yeah. because it's Romans as a favorite. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll probably try to beat her, but 10, 11, 12. I, I like that horse. I, I like, like those, those prizes. Yeah. I mean, to me, 10, 12 all day long. Uh, uh, that's that's where I'm at. And yeah, Kevin B says Dale Romans at three to one is worse than McPeak favorites. I would I would agree. I I'm not going to play him as a favorite. Let's say Ugiri comes down to three to one, seven to two, mm-hmm. and Gunny probably will come down to what six to one, probably at yeah. the lowest. Yeah. The other one I think may stay right where it's at. May come down a little. That's a pretty good trifecta if you hit it. Yeah. No, I think that's what I'm going to be playing. Going to try to get that one home. Uh, also like the three just a little bit, but kind of feel like if you're playing the 11 and the 12, you've kind of got the three covered because they the 11 and 12 have beat the three the last couple of races. So um, that's kind of why I, I didn't I didn't use the three in the top four there. So 10, 11, 12 for me. Um, yeah, I, I race. It, it's a really good race. Yeah, if really you Gary doesn't show up, it's a very difficult race. It becomes a difficult race. Yeah. Yeah. Seven to two is Kevin's target on the 10. Yeah. Yeah, that'd probably be about right. And again, I don't know why. I guess they're looking at the last two races, why the horse is six to one. But if you look, look at the three horses that beat him in the Madison. Mm-hmm. Or beat her. Good night, Olive. A uh, pretty good horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary quite contrary and uh, society's not too bad either. So, yeah. I mean, those were the top three in that race. That's a pretty good race. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, Dennis wants to know about the one blaze away and hide. Um, I thought her race last time out was really good. It was our bread stakes race. Uh, Kelly had a couple in there, the Mamie Eisenhower that, uh, you know, I, I think I've heard that they, they kind of like they, she, he had a, a she means business who, they kind of thought would run pretty well there and didn't run bad. Got fourth. Miss peach was in that race as well. She's not bad, but yeah, Blazeway and Hyde just kind of rolled in that one. So tough next spot for her. I don't think she's absolutely impossible in here. Um, I'm not going to use her. I'm not telling people to use her, but I've seen worse 20 to one shots. What, what did you look at the one at all? Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think she got a shot. Yeah. This, this, if you Gary doesn't show up, that we could have an upset, a big timer. We yeah. could. Yeah. None of these horses are like world beaters. That's for sure. No. All right. Uh, all right. That's it. That's the eight races there for the festival. Good timing. We, we hit the hit the time about how I wanted there. So all good right. Job. Good job to you. Shout out. All right. Um, any final thoughts on the Iowa Festival of Racing as a whole before we move? No, on? it's just one of my favorite uh, two nights of the of the of the year. I always like to watch. It is a lot of fun. Um, last year may have been the most fun when uh, yeah. when when he was able to win that he when well we know Kelly we know Kelly so well yeah and so that you know he's always got some horses in in the in those races and it's fun to watch yeah yeah it's it's been fun uh, over the years to see him try to win some of those open company races I remember my woman from Tokyo good oh Lord, yeah she, she almost won um one year and just you know didn't honestly she didn't run very well or she would have won <laughs> so 
it's it's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Dennis says it's a shame the Indiana Derby and Iowa Racing Festival on the same week. I hate that. Mm -hmm. uh, Indiana Derby features verifying. That's the big course yeah. coming in from that. Um, should win. The Iowa uh, Derby used to be the week before this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they pushed it back. Well, the season's been pushed back a little bit. It used to start in April. Uh, the uh, Prairie Meadows did. And the, it was the last week in June mm -hmm. for a long time. So the whole thing's been pushed back about a month uh, because Oakland runs longer than it used to. And that affected how many horses would be at Prairie Meadows in April. So they had to push it back. So that's probably the reason. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. That's probably one of the big reasons for sure. Uh, hoping, uh, uh, this comment says, hoping Minnie's ready ends the night. This is Saturday night with a win uh, for KVH. Minnie's ready in an allowance race. Uh, so if you're, if, you, if you're becoming a KVH fan, and I hope all of you are because we talk about him all the time, he has, uh, let's see, let me get the right count here. He's got six horses running uh, Friday and Saturday. He's got two on Friday and then and then four on Saturday. Uh, Minnie's Ready's in the 10th race. It is an allowance. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope the horse uh, runs pretty well. Uh, I don't think the horse, I mean, I think I think she's got a shot, you know. She's been running pretty, or ran pretty well last year, I should say. Long break. Uh, we'll see if this horse is ready to run on the layoff, uh, but uh you know, I think, let's see, let's like KVH's stats, uh, similar layoffs to this 19% uh, win and 50% on the board. So it shows you, you can get them ready off layoffs. So the six in the 10th race on Saturday, also one of uh, Kelly's horses and then others that he has uh, in the 11th race on Friday, he has raised big dream. And then also the fifth race on Saturday, he has Olivia's hope uh, to be completely honest. I don't know much about the one on saturday um, let me look that one up real quick i don't think i've pet the one on saturday okay that's a that's a two-year-old um olivia's hope i can't remember petting that one in the barn i'm not sure i do know who <laughs> minnie's ready is i pet that one uh ray's big dream i've pet that one so uh not sure on olivia's hope i'll meet her this time around so <laughs> anyway uh how did you meet kvh well this this is a really good story. Um, you met Junior KVH first, right? Yes. Yeah, so uh, a, a the first person we ever met in racing was a guy named Jeremy Stone, uh, and he's a local at, at Hot Springs, and he had a, he owned a horse with Donnie Donnie K von Hemel, who's Kelly's brother, and he said, "Hey, I know a kid, and his name's Kelby. He's a horseshoer. He's brand new. I think I think Kelby was still an apprentice at the time." And he said, you guys should do uh, uh, like an interview with him and kind of show people what it's like to shoe a horse. It's like, oh, that's really cool. He's like, you might become like friends with him because he's a little bit, he's a younger, he's a younger kid. It's like, great. That's awesome. So Kelby Von Hemel was who he was talking about. That's Kelly's son. And uh, we, we contacted Kelby on Twitter and said, hey, we'd love to do an article about you. And he goes, hey, thanks for reaching out. I think you got the wrong guy. You probably want my dad. <laughs> And I said, no, believe it or not, we're going to do it on horseshoeing. So the first ever like video in Racing Dudes history, uh, interview in Racing Dudes history was actually Kelby. And Kelby wasn't even old enough to drink uh, when we met him. I think he was 20. So we had only had to sign up about two or three months uh, when we met Kelby. 
And then, of course, you hang out with Kelby. You do meet his family, and uh, it just it, it went on from there. So it was pretty awesome. And yeah, uh, very very nice people. Well, it, you know, Kelsey. So, I mean, you've got to give them a ton of credit for your website because that was your start, and then Kelly's introduced you to a lot of stuff, and then you guys did the rest. But those guys really helped get you going. Uh, a million percent. Yeah. Uh, Jared and I knew how to handicap and we knew about the tracks and we knew the horses, but we really needed help with what goes on day-to-day yeah. basis on yeah. the backstretch. And Kelly is a veteran. And of course yeah. his, his uh, father just retired Don Von Hemel, an absolute yeah. legend. Yep. And, and Donnie K is too. And Donnie K uh, who's been very nice to us as well. I mean, we, we didn't get to know him because you know, we knew Kelby so well. And so we always hung out with the, the KVH yeah. and not the, not, not Donnie side, but Donnie's been nothing but nice to us too. But we were clueless about a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. those guys could have easily said to hell with these guys and absolutely. just kind of blew us off. A lot of people would have, they absolutely did not. I've asked Kelly every dumb question you could ask. Um, and Kelby the same. And they well, just, they've just been great to us always. They're so, just good people like, uh, Dennis said they are mm-hmm. a buddy of mine uh, goes to Prairie a lot and always tries to track down Kelly because yep. Kelly will talk whatever you want to talk with him if he has the time to do it. And most of these guys are like that. Mm-hmm. There are some that aren't, but yeah. you know, yeah, he's, yeah. he's very unassuming. He just does his job. Yep. And as we kind of grew, I was in a better position to have horses and I've had now, uh, four, uh, Husker Butch is the fourth, uh, with him at a kid is a, at a kid standalone dentist were the first two then double numbers and Husker Butch. And I, I kind of went through a gap of about three years where I didn't have one with them. And I, I kind of told him last time, it's like, yeah, I'll probably always try to get one a year with you guys at least. Cause it's just, it's awesome. And you, you never have to worry about the horse not being taken care of or this or that, or, you know, they're in good hands. So yep. yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty darn cool. I would not, I would not own a horse and have it with any other trainer. Let's put it that way. Um, anyway. Yeah. That's how we met him. And uh, like I said, really good people credit Jeremy stone, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did have a horse named standalone Dennis. Uh, I think that was 18. We had him and he won twice for us. Yeah. He he was a lot like you, Dennis. A lot of talent. He stands alone too. Stands alone, but uh, himself. We couldn't get him to do a whole lot. <laughs> he always told Kelly would tell. Him, he's like he's got some talent, but it's hard to get it out of him. So, <laughs> so. That's what Dennis's father's always said. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, that is what his teachers story. in high school said. He's kids got talents, can't get it out of him. He won't stay it, away from the racetrack. <laughs> You know, I, 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 yeah, I, right. I, I, uh, I'll never, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll never forget it. It was such a surreal moment when eight life grand came up to the Travers because, you know, for years, you know, late at night, Kelby and I are out and we're like, your dad, he's going to get that, get a horse to the Travers this year, you know, and we're going to have a hell of a time. And then it happened. And I remember seeing him and we both kind of looked at each other like, I can't believe we're here together. Like, this is nuts. And I remember Kel- uh, Kelly came up uh, to watch the horse train, obviously, two or three times. And uh, the first time he came up, I met him over at the paddock barn. And it was the same kind of look. It's like, it's so good to see you. 
I can't believe I'm seeing you here. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great. And hopefully he can do that again because that yeah. was amazing. That so anyway, any, any final thoughts before we get off here? I've got it. I got it. I, I got a, something I was going to mention today. Magic kind of reminded me of it on okay. the uh, daily show. Uh, how long do you think it's going to, we're talking, this is baseball. How long do you think it's going to be? Baseball is so trendy, you know, oh. all sports are. How long do you think it's going to be till we're going to have a manager who decides the hell with taking my pitcher out after six innings, starts leaving him in there, they start winning games, and that's going to do away with this bullshit we're watching now. It's going to happen. There's going to be a manager that's going to come along and say, screw the pitch count. The guy is pitching fantastic. I'm not taking him out after a certain number of pitches. I'm going to leave him in there until he gets in trouble and then take him out. It's going to happen. I think that is an interesting concept that could definitely happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's too many games being lost by bullpens. I think the problem is with all the research on arms, they're, they're terrified because if they get hurt. But they get hurt anyway, and that's the deal. That's what's going to come. That's going to be the argument that's going to start yeah. coming along. Uh, you see a lot of injuries as well. Yeah. I agree. Um, another thing, and, and uh, you know, Kevin was your brother, my uncle Kevin was talking to me yesterday. He was complaining about the Cardinals because they, mm-hmm. they blew that game. He goes, when is a manager going to leave a guy in for the ninth inning who mows a team down in the eighth inning? Absolutely. That's when are we going to do like, it's great to have a closer for sure. However, if you've got a guy that goes out there and blazes them in the eighth, leave them in, leave them in for the ninth. And I thought, I think that's more likely to happen one day than, yeah. than the well, when, when he and I were growing up, your closer would come in in the seventh inning sometime. Yeah. And they would just finish the last three innings. Mm-hmm. It's unheard of today. Mm-hmm. I ain't only pitch an inning. Mm-hmm. And they, and, 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 you know, and they would pitch every day. Now some, they wouldn't go three innings every day, but they would, yeah. it was not unusual to come in in the eighth with a two to one lead. Yeah. That is another good point because you're not just messing with a closer when you're taking these pitchers out after six innings. You're talking about two or three guys that got to come in and hold the lead. Mm-hmm. But there's not, I mean, I, I just couldn't trust three of them. I just couldn't do it. I mean, there's too much can go wrong. But anyway, I think that's, I think it'll, it'll, what goes around comes around. And I think it'll, it's, it's not going to be long before there's some changes made. Yeah, and you're right. You you keep seeing this a lot, especially when you're betting it. It's like, gosh, guy just blazed the eighth, and then the ninth. Even when they don't blow it, it's like they give up a hit, and it's like, oh, stressful. Yeah, you know. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching games, and it's three to one after six, and my team's ahead, and I'm thinking, well, the game's just beginning. We played six innings, but it ain't done nothing yet because the bullpen's going to have to come in and hold this lead, and that's not easy to do. No. Uh, but anyway, a couple quick questions. Uh, yep, go ahead. Russ says this time next week we'll be talking about Saratoga. All right. That is very, So that very does start next week. That's right. We're all yep. – time is just getting by. I mean, we're already into July. Yes. We're I mean, deep into July now, six days. I know. It's just amazing how fast it goes. Yeah. Uh, you're a man of many talents. What's your most useless talent? Um, I have a lot of useless 
uh, uh, sports knowledge that is completely okay. useless. Pretty useless. I, yeah. And I get told that a lot, actually. <laughs> a lot of my friends, when they have like a random question, well, it, it could be horse racing related to sports or horse racing, kind of one and the same. I, I, I usually know the answer. You know, yeah, like, I can. Uh, Doc texted me the other day. He's like, why is Gulfstream running today? And it was the end of June. I said, well, it's the end of the fiscal year for the state. So they make them run. They make them pay everything out. There's no carryovers. Just oh. useless shit like that. Yep. Yeah, that is pretty useless. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a very good speller. Yeah, you are. Kind That's of useful. useful. Really, I mean, it's good that you can spell, but I know a lot of people that are a lot more famous than I that can't spell a word. Well, that's true. It doesn't. It doesn't really. It yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. But it's. It still could be useful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if I'm writing a letter, I've got the. Usually, don't write a letter anymore. If I'm typing out something, an email, I know how to spell it. So, uh, sports, video games, I could. I'm good at those. Yep. Yeah. No, I came from the generation before that. I'm not good at sports, video games no. at all. Really bad. Really, really bad. Here's a good one. What's the most ridiculous lie someone has told you to your face? You know it's a lie, and, and they know it's a lie, but they told you anyway. Uh, this has got to be. There's so many. Uh, Think back to the when you and I had the when we were working at the store. Well, That's I heard so many, but you probably have more than that. So there's too many. I mean, there's so many lies that i've been told <laughs> when you work in horse racing you get told a hundred a day yeah. uh, it seems like and then when you work at in with the public at a sporting goods store where parents are coming in talking about their kids yeah there's a hundred well yeah i had a guy come in one time and i was coaching at aurora when he went through high school and come in and told me that he was the quarterback on high school team yeah and he didn't even play football. Right. Yeah. Because I knew him. Had him in school. Had him in class. And I knew it. And he's sitting right there lying to my face. <laughs> he was the quarterback, you know. And I'm sitting there. I, I didn't want to argue. I just, I so really, huh. I guess that slipped my mind or something like that, you know. And Well, I got hurt. And, uh, you know, so. Well, a, a lot of racetrack. Uh, lies for sure. Uh, there would always be people's, you know, their kid like, oh yeah, such and such schools coming to look at, you know, little Bobby today. Oh yeah, in the Six basketball four. game. And like, really? I I hadn't heard of him. Where does he play? Oh, the town right over next to us. I still don't know who that is. You know, I'm like, you you you, you go look him up. He's got like two points a game or something. It's like, I don't think Connecticut's coming to see him tonight. You know? <laughs> well, the dumbest thing I was ever told. You may have been there this day. And his good guy comes in, and his kids are four. They're four years old, yeah. and they're playing basketball, which in itself is so stupid to even begin right. to fathom. Four-year-olds trying to play basketball. Yeah. And they, some of them are still peeing the bed. And you got them out there trying to teach them this intricate game. Well, anyway, they'd had a game that day, and they won four to two. And he comes in, and he goes, tell you what I like about him. I said, what would that be? Well, they play so well together. <laughs> and I, it was all I could do. You know, I just. 
I, I wanted to just say, are you kidding me? They're yeah. four. The problem was we needed their money. Yeah, so you had to go, oh, really? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing one of those four-year-old basketball games that ended up four to two. You, you go, yeah, they probably need better uniforms since they play. Yeah, well, yeah. just think so how bad, how good they could play with the right equipment. We and, can sell that to you. Yeah, oh, I know. That's definitely for yeah, sure. Some people can be so stupid. Uh, anyway, I thought that was good. Okay, are you, I don't think you are, but you might be. I didn't know you were afraid of heights till the other day. Uh-huh. Are you claustrophobic? No, no, not really. Me neither. Mm-mm. I've no, been no. on an elevator where, you know, you're armpit to armpit. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I like it. I wouldn't want to, if it stopped, it might bother me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like I'm going to, can't breathe because I'm going out of here. I mean, I, I don't want to be there for hours, but no, no I'm not. I'm not either. No. No, that's not too scary for me. No. All right. Now here's here is a big time one here. This okay. is really good. Okay. Which you don't have a thought of it, but anyway. How do you want to die? Oh, good God. I mean, I mean, um, if you have your choice, maybe I yeah. should say, how do you not want? Well, yeah, I mean, I think everybody would just say like in their sleep or whatever, you know. Yeah. I think that would be it. Uh, yeah. No, I, I I guess that's, I mean, hopefully get well, what's, old, what's, too old where I don't know where I'm at and just die. What's the worst? What would uh, be the worst way to go in your opinion? I, it has to be cancer. I it's got to be. Yeah, I, I don't it's, know. It's, it's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just has to. Yeah. You know, uh, there's other, I mean, there's other diseases as well. Uh, Matt just says, uh, drowning, drowning would be the worst. <laughs> I, I think I, I would agree. Yeah, I, drowning would be. That would be yeah. God, can you just be a mat? Can you just imagine? <laughs> <laughs> can you just imagine how that would the feeling you would have when you know you can't make it yeah. any longer? Yeah. Yeah. And you've just exhausted and you've swam as far as you can. Yeah. And you just have to let yourself go. Yeah. I, I, I think mentally that would be extremely tough. Or you're on a sinking ship or something. And, yep. you know, yeah, I never thought of that that would be uh, pretty bad. Drowning would suck, but it would be over fairly quickly. That's that's the, the Alzheimer's yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But you really you don't. I don't think you feel much pain until yeah. the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard on your loved ones, of course. But Right. Yeah. Uh, burn would be the same thing. Same kind of thing. Ooh, that would, ground. Be, yeah, that would be awful. That would be very, very painful. But again, it's, it's quick, but it's still, it's like, if you're burn, if you're, if you're burn alive, this is a terrible subject. If you're burn alive or if you're drowning, <laughs> you probably could have done something to prevent it maybe maybe not maybe not but maybe so as well you're out doing something maybe stupid you would have that thought of oh my gosh how did i get here you know yeah anyway yeah Yeah, it it would be so nice if they could come up with some kind of halfway decent cure for cancer man that would make life so much easier that's why i'm friends with dr tang yeah. Yeah. That's good. Look, 
Well, if, uh, if we're going to play truth or dare, you get one. Uh, Shoddy had one before we ever started. Wanted to know if, if we had ever eaten food somewhere that was awful, but you said it tasted good. And the answer's definitely. Yeah, I mean, you do that. You don't want to make the host mad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. yeah, or your wife or whoever cooked it. Yeah, you for sure. With all that trouble. For sure. I've been in places where I've forced myself to eat something just to. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't get seconds. <laughs> no, I think we've all done that. Yeah. Yeah. Try to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, that's good too. I'm like that myself. I've been in waitresses. I've been in restaurants before where the food's not very good. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't gripe about it that often, unless it's not cooked the way it was supposed to, or something to that effect. I, yeah, be nice to the people. It's not the waitress's fault. No, mm -mm. no, and, they don't want know, to be there. They're trying to do. You know, I mean, I've had some bad waitresses, and I, I don't. Yeah. Maybe you don't tip them as much as you would have, but what are you gonna yeah. do? Yell at people. I don't like to go into a restaurant and complain. I, I'm kind of I ran a store for 17 years. I don't gripe hardly anywhere. Uh store, whatever. I I don't too much. I mean here here's yeah. the deal. If you tell like the owner of the place, okay. Yeah, you know, probably it probably won't do anything, but it might help. You tell the waitress. It's just the reason why I don't do it. I wouldn't anyway. But the reason why I don't, it's like, what is it going to help? What is it going to solve? Right? Yeah. They're probably just going to get mad, or they're going to feel bad, but they can't do anything about it. They're just, uh, you know, it, it's it is what it is. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I just don't complain that much yeah. i just don't go back to the restaurant again that's what you do you just don't go back well yeah that's what exactly yeah yeah and sometimes i'll go in and order something i never ordered before don't really know what it is and if yeah. i get it and it doesn't taste good that's my fault well yeah that's i true. didn't know what it was you know i shouldn't have ordered it see what's the worst secondhand embarrassment you've gotten from a fan or family member that 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 basically with the complaints at a restaurant or whatever. Uh, hmm. I, I don't even remember who the guy was. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he used to hang out with our group sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, gosh, he was a big, big guy. And he was a prick. Anyway, he, uh, <laughs> We went out once and he he literally harassed the waitress for the whole time. Yeah. And the whole the whole freaking table was so embarrassed. And I, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's the worst feeling. The worst. Yeah. yeah. They'll usually be, you know, because I hang out with coaches and teachers, and one of us will step up and say, shut your damn mouth. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've been with a guy, uh, 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 one of Heather's co-workers, actually. Uh, we went, we lived in uh, in Amarillo for Amarillo, Texas for six weeks. We went down there. They were opening up a new uh, territory, right? And and another guy that worked, out, worked for them was down there. And he's the most like, 
just like this mild mannered guy, but uh, he got real drunk before he went out. And (laughs) I know what Michael's saying. It was awful. It was like, really? got to get him out of here. It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen him act like that ever again. So it was crazy. Yeah. 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 God, I wish I, I could think of that. I don't go out much. So yeah. All right. Anyway, anything else? No. Okay. We're good. I think we're done. All right. Well, uh, Kevin asks, is Blinkers off covering Belmont? I would, well, I would guess yes. I don't think there's any doubt we'll be doing Belmont. I can't give you a time because I don't know a time Um, at this point. I'm going to guess after the magic Mike show. um, Not sure how long, but uh, oh God, the the dang Kabisky story. No, Um, he's been promising this and Dane would be one. uh, No, no, I'm not going to even say that, Uh, but magic Mike's coming up at, in about two and a half hours. It'll come up 4 PM central time. Don't forget forget the, the guide coming out too. Well, I, I don't want to promote that. I still am skeptical that might happen. I don't have. Any. Oh, well, I'm supposed to get to work on it. So, well, you might it's do better. It. I, still, I still don't have a template. I don't have anything. So I don't know about that either. So I don't want to promote that. I don't want to tell okay. you what Blinkers off is because I don't know. Um, but you do have Magic Mike coming on the reliable at 4 p.m. Central. And like I said, we will be doing Belmont, I guess, on Blinkers off. So you got that to look forward to. If you're in Iowa, like I said, Come on in and let me know, and uh, I'll we'll we'll talk, we'll laugh, we'll have a drink. It'll be fun, I promise. All right, guys, Dane Kabisky story. Well, I bet Dane Kabisky once, and that's all you're getting for today. Tune in next week for more of the. You met him twice, first and last. Hawks all day. You'll be there. Come come by and say hi. Come by and say hi. Yeah, that's right. You sound like you know a lot about KVH. We might be in the same circles, so shouldn't be a problem. Uh, yeah, Dan Kabisky met him once at Martini's at Oakland or at Hot Springs. Um, hmm. Yep, that's it. That's all. That's all you're getting. We'll save that for next week. Is he still training? Does anybody know? I don't. I haven't seen his name in a while. Kabisky. Hold on. Um, Dane retired last year, Magic says. Mm. Well, I could probably tell the story. It wouldn't hurt his um, business. <laughs> Any? It's probably a good. It's probably a good thing Dane is retired from horse racing. Um, yeah, put it that way. All right, All maybe right. next week. We're out of time. We're out of time, folks. See you next week. Like this is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Haldeman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit.